TST Sports. <laughs> I'm the man behind the curtain today. We have our host in Q's and Silk back. Uh, I think it was a day or two after our last sports one. Silk called me and said, "Hey, I have a guest that we need to bring in. We got the one and only Boogie Johnson in, uh, running back coach of Wheeling Park High School, former running back of Oklahoma State. Boogie, thanks for coming in. Really appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome, man. Anytime, anytime. So, um, before I let you guys, uh. Just go into a sports. If you could give my listeners a little bit of like who you are, a little bit of your story, and what you're doing up at Park right now, how your season's going, some about your players. Yeah, um, I'm Boogie Johnson. I'm I'm from Wheeling. I graduated from Wheeling Park High School in 1992. Um, I won the Kennedy Award in '92, Player of the Year. Then I went on to Oklahoma State. <clears throat> I started as a fre- as a redshirt freshman, played three years. And I hurt my knee, and that was really the end of my football career because. In the 90s, if you hurt your knees back then, you were done. You know, if I'd have hurt my knee now, it'd have got fixed. I'd be able to right. play, but not in the early 90s, yeah. you were done. Right. And then, of course, then I come back home and and became actually Coach Dockery, the head coach. Me and him played with each other at Park. And uh, when I was a, actually when I was a sophomore, he was a senior, and we both were in the backfield. He was the power eye back, and actually Doc had a bad knee injury my sophomore year. I think I forget what game it was. Ended his career early. Real bad knee injury. And then, um, of course, once Doc got, became the head coach, he called me to come help. So, And I've been coaching ever since. So then I became the running back coach and, I, you know, and help wherever else out. I All right. Need. What year was that you came back? I came back in 97, maybe 97. I think 97. In there, 96, 97. I think 97. But, yeah. But then I started coaching. I still don't, I can't remember the year. It was, it had to be, cause I've been coaching for at least, I think, 14, 15, about 15 years at least. Yeah. Nice. So. All at Park? All at Park, yep. We uh, we have your season up on the screen now. Um, what can you say about this year compared to others? Man, our, I tell you, we had a lot of questions early. We, um, Of course, you know we lost um, Tank. At the beginning of the season, our fast, real fast receiver to IMG, which, you know, can't blame him for going. Not at all. But, I mean, he also, a lot. what a lot of people don't understand about Tank is that uh, Tank had a bunch of those offers before he even left. Florida had already contacted William Park. I mean, not saying they were going to offer him a full ride because he's from West Virginia. Right. You know, of course, going to IMG, they just look at everything different because he's IMG. Right. But what people don't understand is he never played football at IMG yet. He didn't play football till this fall. He already had these offers in the spring. And people were like, oh, you yeah. would, you know, they were saying to me, oh, of course he would. He left and got these offers. No, 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 no. All his tape is from when he played at Wing Park. And that's all his, all the film they have. And, you know, but I still, I can't blame him for going. He has a great experience. It's, I mean, he's like a college student in high school. And, you know, he learned a lot and playing against some of the top kids in the country. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started. So then we have, um, you know, we have our young, we have two young receivers, Michael and Keon, which where they weren't, they weren't really young, but they didn't get as much notoriety because of Tank. Right. And they were also good. 
They, but they were really good. But they didn't. Their stats didn't show that they were really good. And so those two really got to show this year what they both could do. I think the, one had 800 yards receiving, the other one had like 755. Right. Like they're like 50 50 yard different. They both I think one had 12 touchdowns, one the other one had 11 touchdowns. You know, I mean, so those two by those two really got to prove a lot. And of course, they're going to, both are, both of them will go to college and play football also now. Yeah, that's great. Yep. So they both they both have about five or six offers apiece. Uh, division twos. Some Michael's getting some Division one looks. Actually, Michael's going to West Virginia to the game this Saturday. They're inviting him down, and um, I don't know what they're going to offer him. If they're going to offer him a preferred walk on, we don't know. But there's some Youngstown State, a couple of teams we're talking to mm-hmm. also. But yeah, but other than that, of course, you want me to keep going. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course we got Aiden Davis, our quarterback, who's he you know, he's amazing. Um he, he runs comes in with, the family. He runs sure. in the family. He got his dad, Jose, and and of course Nate. You know, he comes from those two and you know, behind those two the you know, quarterback legacy. And he uh I mean almost every ball, he's so accurate throwing right. the ball. He puts it right where it's supposed to be. I think he he had twenty eight touchdowns at one time, zero interceptions. Oof, nice. I think he ended up having three, but I mean three at the end. I, I think twenty eight touchdowns, three interceptions on the whole season, which was you know that's amazing. And of course he'll be back next year. And then um, of course we have, I mean then you have my son who's a sophomore, running back. He ended up having a uh, you know he ended up having a really good year. I think he ended up with like nine hundred and fifty yards, something like that, and like fifteen touchdowns. I saw you had uh, over twelve hundred all-purpose yards. All-purpose yards. That's pretty yes. awesome. Yeah. yeah, he did. Um, I was proud of him. I mean, it's tough being a sophomore jumping in there because he took some shots. Yeah, he took some shots in some of them games, and you know, and you know what's weird? The crazy part about it, as, as explosive as Michael and Keon, they are. Teams were lining up with eight in a box to stop the run and try to play man to man against them guys. And we kept saying, I know this team isn't going to play man-to-man. <laughs> Not again. Like, Parkersburg South and them did. We couldn't believe it. Right. But, yeah, so that's the, I mean, that's their players. I mean, of course, we have a, our line did great. Of course, we have guys like um, Zach Lodick, who played outside yeah. linebacker, who was great at, on defense. Jameson Maynard was our, our do-everything. He was our main, our middle linebacker. He was our tight end slash H-back. You know, he led the team in tackles. You know, then we had our safeties, which were Jared Marsh had he tied the state in interceptions. For he, he was he had tied for number one in the whole state for interceptions. And then our you know then our safeties were both young, both sophomores. They rotated in and out, and uh, so we'll we'll actually our line we only lose one guy off our offensive line. That's big. And what everyone and actually the guys that come in and played we rotated that our big boy Derek, which is he's he's unbelievable. He played left guard and D tackle. But we played our young kids also with him to give him breathers. So there'd be serious where he's just going to play defense. Right. So we bring a younger guy in and let him play guard. So the, so really, in, in reality, all our guys will be back on the line. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? we also, let me talk about one more kid. We have one kid, uh, which Jordan Beasley. Okay. Um, a beast. He was the kid that um, our D lineman did uh, – a lot of people, even including myself, we never thought. I mean, he's six foot, like you said, six foot, 200 pounds playing D-line in AAA football. <laughs> and listen, he gave him hell. I mean, they couldn't block him. 
No one could block him because he's so quick off the ball. And I'm telling you, when I coached him in Little Patriots, I said, this boy will never play a part. I love, <laughs> and I love him to death because he'll yeah. run through a brick wall. Right. And I was thinking, there's no way. She proved us all wrong. He actually was a captain. And if he was if he was six foot, or if, I mean, if he was six three, two fifty, he's going to play college football easily. Right. Yep. But so with, with all these great guys that you just named off, man, it's it's awesome seeing you glowing. You know, you talking about yes. these guys. You're yes. happy. You're happy like they're all your kids. You yes, know? man. There, oh. there was some. We got some great kids, man. And that's that's what football brings. Right. It brings that relationship that you you know a lot of sports you don't get because you're you're with these kids from shoot. Almost all year round. Right. And at right. Park, you know, we start in June. We have a three-week period in June. And from then on, we don't stop. So after, you know, till you're done. And, you know, hopefully, normally, hopefully late November, December. But but at least November. Nope. And uh, so you're with them a lot. It's 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 fun. I've, I've been doing it for a lot, a lot of years. Actually, and with my little Patriots. Half these kids, I coached little Patriots also when right. they were seven and eight years old. Yeah, watching them grow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yep. And your coach, it seems like you're coaching for the right reasons too. You're just, just oh to yes. help the kids and help the kids, man. You know, I had some guys on there talking about, oh, you just wanted to coach because your son's playing. I was coaching before my son was even born. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, even before Savion, my oldest son was born. He was little, but I was, and I was already coaching. And people were trying to say that. I mean, of course, I mean, it comes with it. But, right. You know. So with that, uh, like with you seeing everything, so you've been coaching about 15 years. Yeah. Um, with how would you say the atmosphere now with how many distractions that these kids have? Oh, um, how are you guys able to turn out a good product every year and keep these guys engaged in football? It's tough, man. It is so tough compared to when, of course, I'm older than y'all. I'm over here, everybody in here. Right, right. right. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you know, back then, you know, no cell phones. So the cell phones was huge. Right. The social media wasn't big like that either. You couldn't go on Facebook. Right. was none of that. Now, I mean, it, it's just so much outside distractions with, I mean, these girls are wild too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> girls are even crazier now. <laughs> so these boys have a hard time. I tell you that. And, um, but it's, it's a lot different, but I tell you, we have to really hone in on them a lot. Like, listen, Listen, we're going to have to call this house and make sure y'all are in on some nights. Right. Like, there's some days, like, we have our PL days, so we don't have school on Friday. The teachers do, but the kids don't. So we're like, listen, the first game we lost, the university, and we should have never lost to them, and that hurt us. That first night, we didn't have school on Friday, and we lost. And so from then on, we had two more games like that, and we and uh, the coaches came together and said, listen, let's get their butts up. They're going to lift weights at 9.30. Yeah. In the morning, get them up and get them moving right. Thursday, that Friday morning. We ain't letting them just sit around all day Friday, just chilling. So that's what we did. Right. And, you know, and we checked to make sure they was in the house, too, that night before. Told them no, no uh, fortnight till three in the morning <laughs> and all that. No, take your bus to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think like most professional athletes now, they have like streaming channels. They'll get done with a game and hop on their thing. So the kids are seeing that. Like, I did right. do that, yeah. too. And, yes. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So um, between coaching and playing yourself, do you have an opinion on uh, turf versus a regular field? Oh, that's a tough one, man. It's a, anytime we have a sports episode, it's usually brought yes. up. As a, as a running back, you love the turf only because you can cut. Yeah. But then as a running back, it also scares you because you can cut so hard mm-hmm. of your knees. And I get scared. I'm a mess. I, 
I played on grass and I told him I love grass except when it's raining. If it rains, I, I forget that grass. Right. I don't want no grass <laughs> if it's raining. Right. But in the turf, it's just so, it grabs you almost. It feels like it's grabbing you. But yeah. even though the turf is a lot better than what it was, you know, it's that field turf now, mm -hmm. but it's still, can, it's still a little different. It just ain't, and of course, you know, my oldest son, I don't know if you remember, uh, Shane, my uh, Savion tore his knee up yeah. uh, his junior year. And it actually, it wasn't because of the turf. He just got hit. But I've been a mess. Like, I, I'm telling you, I got like, what do you call it? Um, PTSD. Uh, PTSD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, I'm in the headset and they're laughing at me. I'm like, get up, get up, get up. Every time someone gets tackled. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a mess because of that turf. How, yeah. how much did um, the injury that you said it ended your career um, back in the day, how much did that help with you being able to be there psychologically for Savion when it happened with him? Listen, I was a mess. I can't even lie. I was I was probably more of a more of a mess than him. I think because I I hurt for him because I knew what he's about to go through. Right. Even though I didn't have to go through as much because I didn't tear my ACL. It was my MCL, and a lot of times, depending on the, the severity of your MCL, sometimes they'll let your MCL heal. Mine had to have a little bit of a little surgery, but it wasn't nothing like that ACL because Savion tour. It's called the horrible triad. So he tore the ACL, MCL, LCL, uh, the meniscus was torn, the PCL. Like, it was the entire knee. Yeah. And that's what uh, – so it was rough. It was a rough year trying to walk him up and down the steps. And and then the, the main thing was a lot of colleges backed away after he hurt his knee. Because right. as a sophomore, he had Toledo, um, Youngstown State, Kent State. They were all over him. Right, and then when he tore that knee, they kind of like was like, ugh. And and Savion will tell you, even even though he come back as senior years when we won the state championship in 2015, he let him he let him he had like 1,900 yards rushing that year, mm -hmm. coming off that knee injury, but he wasn't the same. Okay, and and right. it's and sometimes it takes two years for you to get all the way back, and you know and those you know those those colleges they ain't waiting on you. Right. So, but he ended up still going to North Carolina A and T on a full route with Elijah Bell. They both mm -hmm. went together. And Savion had had a shoulder. He had so many issues, man. After he hurt his knee that senior year, he tore his shoulder the second game of the season. He completely ripped his tore his labrum out. If he would yawn, his it would pop out of place. Oh. So we he wore a brace even when he slept, so his arm wouldn't pop out of place. But right. he didn't want to have surgery. He said, "I'm I'm fit, I'm playing my senior year." Yeah, no, and we he wore a brace from week two, and it only popped out. What's crazy? It only popped out one more time as the state championship. It popped out twice. The brace ripped in the state championship, and his crazy self went back in the game with it like that. <laughs> and uh, we ended up winning, but uh, that shoulder, when he went to A&T, the first spring game where he had a chance after uh, their tailback went to the NFL, he's going to have a shot to start. Shoulder gone again. Same shoulder. So that's when he ended up transferring back to West Liberty and playing the rest of his career there. But he had injury, so. But that one little injury started it all. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had a viewer submitted question for you when they found out you're coming in. So for all the, from all the high school um, fields that you've coached on, where is your preferred field to play away? Where do you prefer to coach at when you're not at home? I would say what are the best atmospheres or just just fields? They mean just the field uh, atmosphere, 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 kind of both. Yeah, Steubenville. Big Red. I was going to say Steubenville. Yeah, a lot of people say that. Yeah. Steubenville, they're on top of you. Their fans are screaming at you. It's it's yeah. fun. Especially, well, if you can compete with them, it's fun. <laughs> right, if you're yeah. getting your butt kicked, it ain't fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 
bring back home from Oklahoma State as far as um, like coaching wise, training wise, uh, yeah. pre- preparation. Well, you know, um, well, of course, my kids, I trained them a lot as a running back. I trained those guys a lot and how to, you know, and I, t- I try to talk to them about how you have to eat also because it all it all affects you, your eating habits and and a lot of the agility. And, you know, and I'm not too, I, you know, back in the day, I think, oh, you got to lift so much weight, so much weight, be so big and strong. But I, I don't agree with that as much no more. When I told him that, I said, even when I was at Oklahoma State, we had a real, Coach Glass, actually, he's still the strength conditioning coach from when I was there. Mm-hmm. He's still at Oklahoma State to this day. He was there when Barry Sanders was there also. And I've talked to him when I was there in the spring, and he said, you know, I get them strong and ready, but I want them to be at, um, athletic. I don't want them to be bulky and tight. Right. And too strong. And a lot of times now, if you notice, Achilles are getting torn. But our, the athletes are so strong that their, our joints can't handle it. Got you. So now I'm trying to like, like, I'm, like I told my youngest one, I want you to be strong. But I don't want, you don't need to, be, you don't need to squat 550 pounds <laughs> on your knees and all that. Right. Just be strong though. Right. Because I don't want you doing so much power when you plant and cut that it's boom. And the, yep. So I, I, a lot of that stuff I try to teach not to cut so hard, you know, but it's hard to tell somebody, oh, stop jamming your knee when you cut so hard. It's hard to say that in the middle of a game. Right. Yeah. yeah. What is the horizon looking like in Wheeling Park uh, football for next year? You yeah. said you have a lot of guys staying. We do. We have a, a bunch of guys back, and we have – I think we're going to shock some people with our wideouts because, um, of course, Mike Hill and Keon, you know, they're unbelievable. And they're both going to play college football, like I said. But we have some young kids. Like there's a like see that number ten that Owen Dombrinsky Hines. Mm-hmm. He's just as fast as any kid you'll see in the state. Like he's a blazer. He's only a sophomore and he can fly. Mm. He didn't get to play. He hurt. He he actually he was hurt probably for eight weeks. And we thought, you know, of course we're like, come on, man, you're all right. Da, da, da. He had a little break, in, a little fracture in his leg, and no one knew it. And the whole time he was out there trying to move a little bit. Then he finally took a break and, and you know, we put him in a, a boot and they put him on crutches for about five weeks. The last two weeks, he was back to flying around again. So we have him back. We have a um, receiver, Brennan Wack, that played slot this year. He caught, I think, five touchdowns. He caught a big one against St. Clairsville. He's only a sophomore. He'll be back. Then we have Colin Wiley, who actually can be really good if we get him right. You know, because there's always something you got. You got to get right. him right. Mm-hmm. But um, he has all the all the all the tools to be really good. He's a sophomore wideout. We have another wideout. This a project thing. We call him Cash, and uh, Cash is like six three, six four, wideout. Now he he's, he moved here from Colorado uh, four years ago, so he went he went to Tradelphia, but he really never played football until the last couple of years. And he's six four, two hundred something pounds, and can run. He just got to put it together with catching. And once oh, yeah. he, I think once we, once I think Aiden Davis is going to work with him in the spring and in the summer, and he's going to be dangerous. That sounds like a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. And then you got, of course, you got Jameson Maynard back, who played the H back slash tight end, which he's, which he'll be back. And I think there's a who is a, like, oh, we have Jed Hunley that can play slot or outside. Also, he played a little bit this year. He broke his thumb, but he played safety, so it, it took him out of playing a little bit of wide out. But he can play receiver also. So we'll have some kids back. Now, of course, nothing like looking out there and seeing Mike Hill and Keon. That puts fear. <laughs> that just brings fear to you. But, I mean, it might not fear them early. I think middle of the season, they'll be like, oh, shoot. Yeah. These kids, we got to back up. Yeah. 
you know, because I, I also don't want him stacking the box to stop Amari. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, we'll, we'll have some kids back. Schedule looking similar. And well, that, that's another issue. We we have we got to find four games, and uh, because um, St. Clair's will dropped us. Um, we have Hedgesville that dropped us. The, the two Pittsburgh schools dropped us. So now we're trying to figure out a way to figure fill out those holes and see. We, you're not gonna believe this, but there's teams like today. I was in there with Coach Doc, and there's this team out of Cleveland. They're Division Two in Ohio, and they're pretty good. And they seen that we played Steubenville and said, "Uh-uh," just because we play Steubenville. Right. They said they don't want to play, and they said we watched your film. No, 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 no way. And 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 I'm telling you, it hurts us just because we play Steubenville because they're saying like, if you're gonna play Steubenville, then no, we don't want to play you. Right. You must be. That's how. That's how much. How much Steubenville has in Ohio right. across the entire state of Ohio? For sure. Right. Yes, and uh, so it's hurting us, and and that team might whoop our butts. And they don't even know it, but they're just <laughs> thinking, well, I don't know if I want to take that chance of driving two hours and losing right. to a team from West Virginia when they may beat us, but they they don't even want to take they don't want to uh, take that chance. So we got to find four games. We're moving Parkersburg South to the first game. I guess it's going to be called the Patriot game because we're both Patriots. Yeah. So each year now we're going to play them open up. At home, in a way, it's you know just rotate it. I think they're trying to put a trophy or something involved with the game, and call it the Patriot game. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. develop a rivalry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I know when uh, when we were coming up, and we were around school, we had uh, our coaches at school. You know, we had uh, Coach Fitch or Coach Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, get, you didn't want to mess up around them guys when yes. you were at school. Is <laughs> yes. it like that for you, like for your kids, when they see you walking oh, down the hall, yeah. they straighten up? They straighten up real quick. <laughs> I come too late, I already seen you. I already seen you acting up in the hall. Stop it. Cause I, see, I'm up, I'm up to school. I'm a paraprofessional and uh, with kids with autism as well. I specialize with kids with autism. And, uh, of course, I'll have my kids out in the hallway with them. I'll be walking, and they don't even know I'm in the hallway. Mix, you know, Wayne Park's huge. Yeah. So I'll just be mixed in with the students, and they'll be in front trying to jack around and be like, oh, oh, there's Coach Boogie. <laughs> like, too late, too late. Yeah, but that's how it is. It's like that. It is. I saw the one video that you posted. Um, you had your kids at the Y. Oh, I man. I watched it like 20 <laughs> times. It went down the hole. It dumped Yeah, it gave me one. I watched that thing like 20 times. Listen. You heard me. I was hyping him up, boy. Hey, listen, we laughed and laughed for a half an hour straight, man. Because he couldn't, you couldn't tell that boy nothing. <laughs> you thought that rim was really ten feet too. The way he dunked on him, you couldn't tell him nothing. But yeah, those are our kids. That our our kids with autism, they we have a good time, man. You gotta have a great time with those kids. Right, right. I've been doing it for I've been doing that for fourteen years actually, and I, I mean I love it though. I love it. Um, do you encourage your kids to play other sports in the other seasons, or is there a certain sport that you would suggest them to play? No, I I, I want kids to play multiple sports. Yeah. I, I don't like that one sport thing and right. just singling on one sport. Mm-hmm. Um, like Amari played my son; he plays basketball, so I also want him to run track. But he's see, but the problem I got with him though, because is people like him at basketball a little too much. So. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and like he played. Actually, he did play on a big travel team called West Virginia Gold last year, and they traveled around like they were in college, and it blew my mind. I mean, they was in they was in Nebraska one weekend, come back out then there, in um, Oklahoma one weekend. It was it was, and they're flying, right? And I mean, it's free. They're flying, getting picked up in a charter bus at the at the um, airport. I mean, it was it was big time, and uh, but I also wanted to run track because you know football players need to run track. 
It just it track just makes you faster. It does. So Amari, it's it's a, it's a tough it's a tough one with me and him there because I want him to run track, and he wants to play basketball some more too. But then he loves football more than basketball. So I said, you got to make a choice now. Right. You want to travel? Or do you want to be a little bit faster? Because speed. One thing about it, speed. Yeah. You're, we all know, especially coming from West Virginia, you better have some speed because you're already behind the eight ball. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're already behind the eight ball recruiting. Yep. So any other news in any other sports, NCAA, or um, do you have any big well, news this past week what? since I've seen you guys? Tuesday. So the new playoff rankings coming out tonight at 7. Oh, really? So I'd say Georgia probably hops up to number one. Did you guys Did you guys see where um, the recruits stole the Colorado the Colorado football players' jewelry? Remember when they, oh, yeah. did y'all see that? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Where was that at? It was Colorado was, played UCLA. Yeah. So when they went out yeah. at UCLA, yeah, when they okay, went out yeah. to the field for the game, the recruits that were there for UCLA went back into the locker room and stole all the jewelry. Rolex was going. Yeah. Speaking of Colorado, what what do you foresee from uh, Dion being there? How do you think that program is going to shape? It's as long as he he has to start. He has to win next year. More, I mean, I, even though to this year, I think it's a win already. Right. It's a, it's a win already for him now, and I think that everybody was expecting them to go after they beat TCU. Thought they were going to go like nine and two or something. Yeah. Right. And I didn't expect that because I knew from watching that game their offensive line and defensive line wasn't ready for the big boys yet. And I think Dion's going to get them big boys in there on that offensive defensive line, and they're going to win. Right, they're going to win because it's a party there. And kids, <laughs> my goodness. Also, believe it or not, uh, Jim Harbaugh. I was going to say, is he catching flack for this now? I'm, I'm not sure, like, what's going to come of this situation, but they they have turned me into uh, someone who was rooting for Michigan to win. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's like everybody going against them, huh? Yeah, They're just yeah. trying to find stuff. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Kuz being an Ohio State fan. <laughs> yeah. I don't agree. He's, he's giving me the red knuckles over there. He can't wait to fire off. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how I feel about all of it. I don't I don't know. Because you know what the funny thing is? Everyone tries to steal a sign. Right. Yeah. Everyone Every, tries right. to steal a sign. But, I mean, that's kind of going. <laughs> that's going deep, going flying in different places. Yeah. Filming. <laughs> Filming and all that. Master of disguise. Yes. <laughs> yeah, on the Central Michigan sideline. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I know. Yeah. So, uh, have you had enough of seeing Taylor Swift on the side of the cheesecake? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Can't watch a game without it, huh? And yeah. now it's Brittany Mahomes' best friend. Now yeah. Brittany Mahomes. It's all I Brittany Mahomes is in every headline now. Brittany Mahomes is jealous, they said now. <laughs> she don't get depressed. <laughs> she don't get depressed like she used to. She don't need it. I'm okay yeah. with it as long as uh, Chris Collinsworth isn't covering the game. Oh, my God. He drives you nuts, don't he? Yeah, he does. My goodness. It reminds me a lot of when Jessica Simpson started dating Tony Romo. Yes. It, yes. Yeah, I think they got a couple like higher ratings or something after the first time, then they just rolled it for that whole mm-hmm. season. I mean, as soon as a touchdown scored, they go to go her. straight yeah. to her. Yeah. 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 Straight, straight to her. her. Come on. There was one play. I think it was Travis Kelsey. He made some like ridiculous catch. And they were like replaying it, but they didn't replay Play the catch. They re- they shot up the Taylor Swift's reaction, jumping up and down. <laughs> yeah, her reaction. <laughs> That's funny. 
All right, sports fans, we're going to put a tie on this episode. It was perfect. Thank you guys for coming in. Thank you for the picks. Boogie, we'll have to do this again, definitely. Yes, Thank you definitely. for coming in. Really appreciate yes. it. Yep. And uh, we'll see you guys soon on the next one. See you.